this week's episode of Kinky Coffee Time, an adult talk show dedicated to protect and restore the beauty and benefits of healthy BDSM dynamics. Achieved through diverse perspectives from average people like you and us. About, about not-so-average so topics, topics like sex, shibari, belts, bondage, aftercare, paddles, discipline, subspace, wax play, submission, subdrop. That was crazy. It was like one of the wildest mind fucks ever. So to this day, it's still one of those like completely memorable stories that I get to talk about with the right audience. <laughs> I can't just share it. <laughs> Have we have we told you that story? I don't think we've shared the details with me. In bit in bits and pieces, I feel like <laughs> I remember some of it, but not like all of it in depth. So we went on Whisper, and I had given Momo a task while I was at work. Yeah, is Whisper still a thing? Is it? I popular? think I don't. I don't know. Whisper but, was an app where you could download, and it was all like anonymous. It was. It was a. It's a social media platform to remain anonymous until you, I guess, engage or you decide the level of engagement that you wanna based on a whisper, based on a secret. Yeah, like confessions that people can post. Is it kind of like? You have to match in order to no. be completely anonymous. Like so, you don't know. So, so people anonymously post their confession or secret on like a public, like on, on the actual Whisper app. It's open. It's oh. open to the public, but it's anonymous. And yes. then, obviously, you can like it, and it can become a popular anonymous confession. Uh, confession. Secret yeah. post. Secret, correct, but. You can also find local people in which you share similar. It's changed from what I remember. I haven't used it in years, like, but I think there's communities now or yeah. groups or yeah, yeah, clubs or something like, like that. There's like hashtags, I think. So you but can you can post something like, I'm looking for a dom that likes to eat ass. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how And you'll how find, like, oh, I am an ass-eating expert, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just using that oh, figuratively. But you'll okay. find people that'll match them. They'll, they're, if your DMs are open. Oh, I don't know how that works. I don't know exactly yeah. how it works. I know but you it used to. Rate people. Well, yeah, but it used to be where you would a- were able to have a contact someone directly. And then you either choose to ignore them or an engage or engage in a conversation oh. with them. Yeah. And so what I did was I said, okay, let's 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 play with this. Let's see where we go. I want you to go on Whisper and find something, someone who's gonna fit the criteria. Who's gonna fit the criteria yeah. of what you want <laughs> in a play toy, if you must. Yeah, just someone oh. to like like bedroom stuff. That's bedroom like- kink. And obviously, I, I would be I would be there. Blah 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 blah. The key, the the uh, the buildup of that was that that you were going to be blindfolded. Yeah, that I had to like talk to someone who seemed level headed. That wasn't too weird. I had to like screen. Yeah, I had to screen like all of the guys first, and so I talked to like a good amount of people. 
And then she finally matched with someone. Who I felt like was reasonable. They were level-headed, but responsive. Well, out of all the guys that she screened, yeah. she found someone. Yeah, because you would, like, get these guys that immediately were like, yeah, I want to fuck and, like, try and send pictures or something. Right. Oh, okay. And so, like, they were too impatient or, like, didn't want to talk about the details. And I was like, nope, 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 you know? And then after that, she was supposed to give me his kick username so that I can engage with him. And then we were sort of, like, three-way having conversation. Kind of, yeah. And then... We set up the scenario where Momo was going to, like, be ready. Like, so I came home and I helped her set up. and have... Yeah, like, I talked to this person and I told them what it was that I was looking for and what I didn't want. And they were reasonable and, like, you're willing to work with me. And at the same time, I was getting orders from you telling me you need to go rinse up or you need to shower and get ready and do this. And so, like, I felt... I didn't feel like I was taking orders from two people, but I felt like I was getting ready, you know, for this scenario and had to put up like a good first impression, you know, there was pressure and I was nervous and scared and and second guessing myself, like, am I ready for this? I don't know, like, yes, maybe, how is it going to be, like... What if I end up looking dumb? Or, or what if this person flakes? You know, there's so many, many things that were running through my head. So I was nervous. And, and I felt like the only thing that was helping me feel grounded was getting orders from you. Right. And then finally, <laughs> you know, person shows up. <laughs> I move to the side. Almost blindfolded. Yeah, because the whole thing was like about... You were telling me, like, I'm going to walk them in, they're going to come into the room, and I'm going to step out, or or you were going to do something. Like I was just going to be in the background. Yeah, like, you you were like, I'm not going to engage yet. Like, you have to get a feel of this person, and depending on, how like, what kind of vibe they give you, you're going to give me a signal and telling me you're okay. Like... <laughs> it was a very specific instruction. Yeah. So, in the heat of the moment, you know, walks in... And goes at it. I was I was restrained to the bed. I couldn't move. That's right. You were restrained to the from bed. From both like my wrists and my ankles. And I was blindfolded and all the lights were off. All I could hear was like music playing in the background. And there was some sort of like like fruity uh, citrus candle going on. I, I remember... And, like, just feeling super nervous or, like, my body getting tense as, like, like, your intuition tells you that someone else is in the room. Right. You know? And you're trying to pick up on all of these cues of, like, like, how do they feel, I guess, kind of? Like, what am I getting myself into? Like, what's this person's scent? Like... And you picked up on all those things? I was trying to, to the best of my abilities, but the fact that I couldn't. Because all of those um, senses were kind of limited or they bound. They were restricted, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, at the same time, it kind of helped me not overthink it, too. Because I didn't have a choice. I mean, yes, I did. Like, if I, if I felt completely uneasy, I'd be like, hey, like, you, you need to take this off. This is, like, sensory overload, you know? But at the same time, I felt like it kind of made me... Be more, um, like, attentive of other things. 
were you, I, I guess, w- give us a walkthrough of your, mm-hmm. your uh, headspace in that moment, and then... My headspace, like... The final... <laughs> bomb. Oh, um, you know what? I don't remember... Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so I remember getting ready and and then at the same time thinking, like, what I'm doing is completely mindless. It's completely, like, irrelevant. I was just doing it, like, getting ready or trying to look cute and then finding out later that the setting was completely dark, you know? Right. So I felt like I was doing things just to keep myself preoccupied and not get overwhelmed in my own head or my own thoughts. Right. You know, it's keeping myself busy, but being like, yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get ready. You're supposed to um, smell good, look good, be clean. And like some of those things mattered, but at the same time, I felt like I, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm just supposed to kind of wait. That was before. Okay, what about during? Oh, during? Hmm. I I was trying to be... Do you even remember? Kind of. I remember being super nervous. And I remember... It started with, like, because I was bound... Like, you know, I, I, it's not like I could grab my hand and like, like stroke or, you know? So like it started with, with oral on me. Right. And that was weird because I, I I don't know. It's not something that I expect or anticipate, like, especially when you're playing with guys. So the fact that it started with that made me nervous because I felt really vulnerable. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like this person is down there. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, but I, I wanted to somehow get myself preoccupied again, like do something or be told to do something in order to not try to figure too much out about the scenario. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't figure anything out about it. It was a completely new scent, right? The, the way that this person's like silhouette kind of felt on the parts of me, like their hands felt different. All of these, um, like I couldn't read the room the way that I wanted to. And it was frustrating, but also kind of exciting at the same time. Like exhilarating, not having the answers to all of these things and just kind of taking my time, figuring out what was going to happen next. Um, it was scary for sure, but I, I also wanted to have like the best experience. And I felt like if I got too caught up with, Oh, like, I can't... The do's and the don'ts? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you just kind of let the moment flow. Right. I don't know, but... Did you find yourself in that moment? Like, where you were just like, okay, I'm enjoying myself now? Yeah, for sure. I think it was also because you would, like... I would hear your voice. So I knew I was okay. Like, your presence being there made the scene or that experience, like, 10 times better because it was it, it was definitely in a safe and controlled environment right little did i know 
The bombshell? <laughs> what was the bombshell? That, oh man, I feel like I should give a little more hype to no, it. No, I mean, I, I think... But at it, the same time, I don't remember how I found out. I took your se. blindfold off. Okay. And it was me. It was you the whole time. It was me the whole time. I created a whisper account. I... Yeah, you like changed your name. I created a username and I figured, all right, well, I got to compete against all these fuckboys now. Yeah. And so I figured a way to kind of engage with you in a conversation anonymously. Yeah, it seems so like obvious if you tell it to someone, but literally in that moment for someone. I created a fake cake account. I I was having a double conversation with her because I was doing it from my iPad and my iPhone at the same time. So I was trying to create like something that was more like that more fluid. Yeah. And then when I was telling her to get ready and she was getting ready, I was getting ready. So I like I shaved my chest. I I had I had to I had purchased like a a different type of cologne that I've never used before. Yeah. I <laughs> I think I even took off my beard. Like I did a whole Yeah, you did a few things. Oh, different change was like, like just a change me, he was keeping me busy too so i wasn't like she wasn't paying attention to what i was doing yeah. and i was doing my own thing yeah. i shaved and i put clothes on so she wasn't able to tell and you had like tight fitted clothes on and i wasn't yeah so I, I i've changed the mood i've changed the setting i changed my approach to it i touch i figured out okay well this is normally my approach but if i do it this way yeah. If I go down on you <laughs> this way and yeah, I do something a little different that I've never done before. Yeah, so it was something that was... And I can feel your level of nervousness all over oh, your body man. tingling and you just shaky and like nervous. And, and antsy and like... Yeah, it was pretty and wild. I don't know how to respond and... That was really fun. It took you a while to come back from it because you, I took your blindfold off and you kept looking around. Yeah. I was like, where's the other person? And you're like, there never was another person. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Complete shock. But, (laughs) I mean, it It, it really, it, it really was one of the best experiences the we've old, had like, yeah. so far like the to date ultimate mind fuck that's what i call it yeah the ultimate just mind-blowing experience and, and a lot of it just really does take a different level of creativity <laughs> yeah because really that's all it was it's being open to try these things and and do something out of the box you know yeah. How did you get the idea? Like, I... how <laughs> he had to improvise considering like my level of curiosity, but also knowing my level of inexperience or like I don't know. It's just dealing or knowing how to. I also felt there was a like there that. was a point in during there was a point during all of this where I felt you like. Probably trying to convince yourself, despite the fact that you felt it was a little too late to do anything else. Like, you were so deep into it that you were just like, fuck, I guess I am doing this. Yeah, because you have to embrace it at, like, a certain point. Well, 
I mean, it depends. Everyone's different. I, I think for me, what worked was embracing it, just being like, I'm already here. I'm already doing it. Let's live in the moment. Like, fuck it. Fuck it. Just literally, you know? <laughs> and just being like, I'm only going to get to, like, I'm still in control of the situation. Having, you know, you there too, I think helped a lot for me. And 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 it, and again, I think what 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 has worked for us, and I believe it is probably one of the healthiest, uh, one of the healthiest ways to approach any given scenario, fantasy. And this is just coming from personal experience. If you are planning to engage in different aspects of kink. And you're only having those conversations in the bedroom while in the bedroom, it becomes extremely difficult to gauge what is being said in the heat of the moment versus what you are trying to establish inside the bedroom. Yeah, versus what is being like. These are conversations that we are supposed to be having outside of the bedroom, maybe in a completely different intimate environment. Out when you're out on a date for dinner, maybe, and, and you can find moments in where you can openly talk about yeah, sexuality. You could, you could be yeah. at a you could be at a bar and whisper those things to each other. You can be. Um, Anywhere that you can find a level of privacy and have a conversation and say, hey, these are the things these are the things that I'm interested in. I'm curious to explore and be be an adult about those things, like be able to create. um, I'm sorry, be able to engage in these conversations and set the ground for equality. And. Be able to understand each other's hard limits and soft limits, the things that you're the rules that are okay to sort of break and the rules that are never supposed to be broken. Yeah, it's like we're, we're pretty much trying to say, like, <laughs> it's okay to be comfortable talking about the things that you like. And the things that you don't like. Yeah, like like be open to get to know each other sexually that isn't in a sexual environment. Correct. Because what happens is this. If you are only able to talk about these things while under the influence, <laughs> and I'm not just saying you can use that under the influence for anything, including under the influence of being horny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like letting your, what's that saying? Like your dick think for you? Or letting your pussy think for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where everything just sounds thing. like, oh yeah, I'm down for this and I'm down for that. And then later on you're like, fuck, well, I actually didn't mean that. 
Or it ends up affecting you in a uh, negative way by actually following through. Right. Because you didn't set time to talk about those things beforehand. Yeah. And now you're stuck in a situation where you feel like you can't say no. But because you, you already said yes. You regret it and you feel guilty. And a lot of couples do that to each other. Yeah. Or they're doing it to please the other partners. They're doing it to please other partners. And, and I hate to say this, but... In the process of all these things, do you understand how many other people are being hurt because of your level or lack of communication with each other? So say you find a unicorn, you find, you know, a lovely lady that is interested in exploring certain aspects with couples. A lovely guy? Or guy. <laughs> or or <Unicorns>? whatever. <laughs> they, them? <laughs> yeah. And, and... And you, you invite them to become a level of participant in, in whatever scene you want to create, whether yeah. it's sexual or non-sexual. Yeah. But that, but you and yourself with your partner have not established any ground rules. In fact, there's insecurities in there. Yeah. Oh man. That, that's the. Danger. It, it is, because then it leads to so many different pathways. And it opens up doors to problems you probably didn't even know you had. Yeah. And now, not only have you effectively added negative toll to your relationship, mm -hmm. you've probably traumatized someone and pushed them away from exploring their curiosities because... You have become or you became a negative experience for them. Yeah. So you have a lovely person outside saying, fuck that. I am not playing with couples. This happened to me. This scenario happened to me. Yeah. And. It, may, it takes the fun out of it even for the other person. For everyone. Yeah. And so. It sounds easy. Like sometimes I feel like couples may think it sounds easy and it sounds exciting and fun to just find someone to add a little bit of spice to their dynamic relationship, bedroom play, whatever, right? And they think, oh yeah, well this person's coming in like for us, so they need to be okay with us. But are you checking with them too? Like if they're okay. What are their limits? Yeah. What are their curiosities? Even despite the fact that they're just potentially interested in... in in bedroom just a bedroom stuff. or just a particular scene. Surface level, whatever. Whatever it may be, you still have to have that level of respect for someone. To have them at least be on the same page for that scenario. But if you're engaging with a third person and all of a sudden you're jealous oh. because so and so. they are better or, or in your eyes, yeah. they are bringing something to the table that you don't. Or that you haven't thought of. Or that you haven't thought of. And instead of Dying. embracing and saying, wow, this is crazy. Now you're like, oh doubting yourself and doubting your situation. And, you start and to feel insecure and self-conscious. You start shutting down and all of a sudden you snap. Then you'll it, it'll be extremely difficult for you to come out of a situation, especially if you're triggered in that moment. Yeah. And, and I, in that moment, it's a lot harder to say... Yeah. Red, it's, it's you know? It's harder to be more level-headed. But, again, yeah. like, these are, these reactions, I feel, or, like, um, these emotions are normal. 
Yeah, and then, and that's why it's important that you discuss these things because you can sit around. You you can if you're in an environment that is outside of the bedroom, you're able to effectively discuss these things and say, "Hey, listen, I am not okay, or I am definitely not okay, and will never be okay with inviting a third person to our bedroom. Mm-hmm. I will. I am not okay, and I will never be okay with, um." with anal i am not okay whatever your situation your limits may be i'm hesitant about yeah i'm curious about this and i'm willing to push it to this level but this is as far as i'm willing to go and then the other part of it is that once you get to that okay we've effectively engaged in creating a scene we've come up with the rules we come up we've we've established our safe words we've we know exactly how we're going to go about this role-playing scene and whatnot. You're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And it doesn't always play out as intended. But if you have the basic fundamentals, the basic rules that are not to be broken. It makes it easier to maneuver through the whole thing. Correct. And then what you do afterwards is keeping that same level of respect for each other, not like... Oh, in the heat of the moment, hey, listen, like, remember what I told you that I wasn't okay with? It turns out I'm it turns out I'm okay with it. So let's make it happen right now. Thinking that because it was your red flag that it that it was a green card for them, and it may not be so. What I'm saying is this you and I are engaging in a scene. Uh, I'm sorry, you and I have discussed the scene, right? Right. And then you say, Hey, I'm not as interested in I'm still not used to the idea of swallowing cum, right? Right. Okay. And this is just figuratively speaking. And then we engage, and and I know this to be because we've already established that. And then we get caught up in an intimate scene and I'm ready and it's, I'm in that position. And then you're begging for it. Give me your cum, give me your cum because you want to swallow it in that moment, in the heat of the moment. And I, and, and to me, it could be troublesome. It could fuck with me. Yeah. Because it wasn't a conversation that we had before. Uh, so for me, it's like... You're okay with it now. You, you're okay with it at that it, moment. But I'm still... But but you have to keep in mind, this is this was a collective decision. And if we can't respect each other's limits outside of the bedroom, then let's not risk... You know. So for me, you telling me it's just kink play, but it's not necessarily what you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to take it as as gold. And therefore... I'm not going to do that. But that's yeah. hard though. I yeah. feel like most people wouldn't I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. Like in the heat of the moment people also become impulsive and correct. irrational and they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to do it yeah. too. I want to experience it." Yeah, because it. you want to break the rules. Yeah, you get but, carried but away. But that it's part is as sim- simple as it may be. But if you're involving somebody else in the third party, mm-hmm. then it becomes really technical. Like, it becomes really difficult because now, like, you need to assess within yourself and with others. Yeah. yeah. It's not something that you can just take up on yourself and say, this is what I'm going to do and that's what I'm going to do because I changed my mind in the middle of it all. But on the flip side, say, like, you're all good, like, beforehand and, like, maybe even partially during. Like, I feel like a lot could happen. Like, going into it, you could be like, yeah, like, I'm interested in this scene. Everything sounds good. I'm ready. And then in the middle of it, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And then boom, 
Like you're like no. Like well, yeah. I mean, I that's why you have your safe words because even though you say, and and I think you're, I think it helps you be more, um, like if you're not doing it in that headspace where you're horny and you're 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 trying to explore, it gives you a better sound approach to it. Obviously, you can still use your safe words and yeah. back up if you want. Yeah. Even if you agree, like, I'm down for this. Yeah, I I guess I'm asking in terms of, like, what the best approach is. Because, like, if there's a third party involved and it's not just you, like, there has to be a good approach as well. Like, if things aren't okay. Right. Um, I, I, would, I would say that, you know, a good approach to it would be to understand that each of us are entitled to our safe words irrelevant at the level of participation. If we're in the same room, you're also a participant. Because if I'm the unicorn that is invited and I'm not okay with something that's going on between them, even if I'm just watching, I have the right to say like, hey, yellow guys, yellow, this is a little too much for me. I'm I'm not comfortable with this. And they should be able to respect that. Or, yeah, or adjust according to where everyone's at mentally. Right, or reassess. So it does play both ways around. Even if you walk in with the mentality that you feel that you're ready for something, you have every right to call it out and say, I wasn't ready. Yeah, that's always an option. And there's, I mean... It should always be an option. Yeah. Visit your, your local toy shop you will be surprised of the amount of things that you see that you're like what the fuck is this where does it go what does it do (laughs) at at this point in time they have a level of toys that you can use your imagination and creativity to adapt to create scenarios that can potentially be mind-blowing they even have kegels that are Bluetooth operated, right? That oh, you can control oh, yeah, with your watch, with your phone. Some of them you can even control with your smartwatch. Yeah. Where you can go out in public. And the boyfriend has the phone with the app on it, and like. Controls. And you could do it the other way around. If yeah. a guy's into it, you can get some anal beads and you know be the one in control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, creating those scenarios are. Uh, Creating that scenario is the half of it. You know, it's kind of like this. If you go out on a road trip, let's say you want to go and travel to San Francisco or Chicago, wherever, right? Okay. Most people are worried about the destination. Nobody's, you know, hardly anyone is ever trying to enjoy the scenery while getting there. Oh, oh, okay. I see the example you're using. So, creating that scenery, building up to that moment, Mm -hmm. it's just as important, if not even more, because you want to make sure that... I know, you... Okay, especially for a road trip, you want to know how you're going to get there. Yeah. That's important. And it's the little things. Look, you don't have to go to the porn shop to get as creative as you can. You can literally buy your girl a pair of white underwear, have her write down on a Sharpie anything you want in those underwear, 
Yeah, like her little secret. <laughs> and have her wear them like out. Their in, little secret. <laughs> yeah. Have her wear them out in public. And you know, and she knows what she has under. And it's, it's, a, it's a mindfuck in every way to be able to make her feel that somehow she stands out. <laughs> or she may feel like she stands out like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah, totally. It's a wave of emotions. Like, yeah. You feel, I don't know, I think... There's different ways you can respond to it, and it's always interesting to hear like other people's experiences if they ever do it or if they have done it, of like feeling proud, right? You, there's certain moments where you feel proud when you're like, hell yeah, like I'm wearing this thing and it getting away with it. Yeah, and then there's other times where you're embarrassed and you're ashamed and you're like, oh my gosh, no, like what if they know or what if they can see through this? <laughs> this what I'm wearing? It's a slut on my underwear, you know, like. Or, or property, whatever, whatever the case may be. Like, it it is a wave of emotions. You feel nervous, anxious, excited, proud. Like, Here's ooh. another tip. Now that we're wearing face masks, face masks wherever we go. I've seen how people are getting creative. Where they put the, the, ball, the, gag? the ball gags. Yes, <gasps> under the mask. Or you can even just have one of those, like, maybe not like a regular size dildo, but like the smaller ones. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like... They the have the to... ones that help you with your gag reflex? Yeah, kind of. I think it's for tra- yeah for throat training or something. Those are fun, <gasps> too. Really? Yeah. Kegels. Anal plugs. <laughs> so, which comes to my next point. You, upon my request... Uh-huh. What? Bought me a cock cage. Yes. Well, I tried. Cock cage. Well, you did. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> the quirks of it because I've never used one. But it's funny, too, being at the porn shop. Because they have them locked up. And you have to, like, ask for help from one of the employees. And be like, oh, yeah, I was looking. Like, can I get this cock cage? And the guy was like, oh, time to lock him up, huh? And I was like, no, no, no. He asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how people get these impressions. Yeah, because the uh, the automatic assumption is that it's that my doing. It's your doing <laughs> that you're being the dom dame in the situation, and that mistress, mistress, and that you're locking me up. When in reality, it's really something that I'm in charge. No yeah. key holder. I'm curious to explore how it feels to to limit my own self because 90% of the time I'm hard. I'm walking around with a heart on, you know, or whatever. It seems like it feels. And so therefore, if I cage my own self, how is that going to fuck with me? How is that going to mess with me? And, you know, but you like edging, you know, that's the other thing too. Like if you were in a, it's, I don't know. You want to see your level of self-control, maybe? Yeah. I think you get off on that somehow. Or get a thrill out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's a way for me to spice up spice up the situation, at least for myself, to make myself edge and, like, you know, feel like I must, I need to be in a different level of control. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to the approach of, like, do people I, I don't know yet because I haven't done it, but I'm assuming that it'll be 
a similar approach to like walking around with kegels. Similar, yeah. Mentally, I'm assuming. Or even yeah. like diapers in public, right? Because you're diapers. aware of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, and I find that as as just as fascinating. Most people, most people. You mentioned the idea of wearing diapers in public, and they automatically assume, like, what? Are you going to, like, soil yourself in public and stuff like that? And it's not necessarily that. It's more of a mental, like, a mental fuck as well. Yeah, it can for be. some. Or a yeah. certain level of comfort or security yeah. for others. And we don't know much of that lifestyle anyways. No. But, but I've, I've seen a lot of different things, so... You know, some people that do, some people that don't. Right. Um, and I've even seen people, like, males that wear diapers, and underneath the diaper, they have their cock caged. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm not wearing a diaper. <laughs> giving you a heads up right now. No, I, I wouldn't expect that of you. Okay. But I've seen it, so I think it's it's just... A little more diverse too, so I'm curious. I'm curious to see what what I'm pretty sure we would be able to get different perspectives as to what it does for them mentally, emotionally, physically. And I'm pretty sure we can get different points from different people. It wouldn't be like motives or reasons behind it's gonna be completely like you're going to find people that are completely polar opposite. Yeah. I get a throw because of, of, of this physical emotion, but I, or, or I get a throw because of this, like, mental thing, you know, humiliation approach, whatever it may be. Yeah. I still think it's, it's fascinating to explore those curiosities. And you know what? Fuck whoever's trying to judge you for you trying to, or live. tell you like, ew, that's disgusting. Right, but I mean, obviously, it's one of those things where you need to be cautious who you share with at the same time. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that I I I caught my attention is that I've seen a few videos out there where there's a couple, and you know, the either either party has the other person on a leash. Or on their knees. And I feel like, you know, people, if you are engaging in those, in those type of scenes in public, be prepared for people to point the finger and judge or make a comment or, um, whatever it is that they, that it makes them uneasy because you really, first of all, I don't think it's okay. That's just my personal opinion. You because think it's never okay to use a, a leash on someone? In well, if you're in a setting in, in which I... those things are okay. Yeah. Yes, if you're in a country where those type of things are I mean... publicly okay, then maybe. But, I mean, if you're walking into a mall or a public setting and there's going to be you know, minors families, around or yeah. families. Yeah, that's not okay. They don't yeah. need to be exposed to any of that. They they're not they were never included in the safe word aspects of things that like how are you going to put other people um because we've I mean I, I remember doing that with you. Yeah I was at a but we were at a at a gay club. A gay club, yeah. So yeah, it the the 
the room does matter. Yeah, yeah reading the, your audience. Reading your audience does matter. So never anywhere where it's like family friendly. Right. That, that's yeah. the that's our rule. Like it's just not okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean going back to that, I think it's important that those type of things, those conversations you need to be having with your partner and you need to find different ways to get creative. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, make it fun for both of you or all of you. <laughs> how many <laughs> of you there are? <laughs> and again, you know how I started the story and I was trying to create a build up so that you felt that you were being absorbed into thinking that someone else was involved and in reality it was just me all along. Yeah, which I it ended up being like one of the best experiences because of that. Like it, I got to get a measure or a gauge of where I actually stood. Right. And interestingly enough, in that scenario, we had discussed certain aspects outside of the bedroom and certain aspects inside of the bedroom. And there was a little bit of like confusion as to like what Momo was 100% completely okay with. It was hard to give you a straight answer. Right. And that's why I created that scenario because yeah. I felt like in creating that scenario, it yeah. would mentally put you in that. Because ultimately, in the end, you're like, no, I wasn't ready. For, like, I didn't feel like I was ready for it entirely. Or it might have been, it might have turned out into a negative situation had it, yeah, had it been something completely different. Because it, it will fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You, you, you know, and I'm speaking to the audience right now. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, whether you're single and you had flings, whether you're part of a couple and you've engaged in certain kinks. You, I, I mean, all I can say is there is a possible, huge possibility that you did something in which you and yourself pushed and crossed your own boundaries. And you, when you walked away from that scenario, from that scene, or from that experience, you left with a foul taste in your mouth of regret. <laughs> Feeling empty. Empty oh. and disappointment because you probably gave more than you received. Yeah. And from that point forward... Or and the I'm, other person took too much. You they know? did too much. They took too much. The scenario wasn't as you expected. They... they uh, Something was misleading. Yeah. They weren't truthful about a situation. And so the problem with that is this. The problem with that is some people get so caught up in the wrong side of the lifestyle that they feel that the only way that they're going to get the, the, the sexual high or the sexual release that they need is by purposely putting themselves in scenarios that are potentially toxic. And so it becomes a repetitive pattern of behavior of guilt. Because if you're walking away from that scene, from that scenario, from whatever event, whatever it is that you did, and you're coming home to cry and break down and regret and not want to talk about it, not want to sh completely shutting down from it, and and then you go through your face of like I'm gonna go and like wash the I hate to say this but wash the sins out of my soul because <laughs> I did something so horribly 
nasty and 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 uh at that point that guilt of like then all of a sudden you start resetting you start getting hungry and you want to experience those things again what are you going to do you're going to put yourself in that same scenario again and go through that cycle of regret again rather than coming to terms to say these are going to be my limits these are going to be the things that i want to enjoy these are going to be like educate yourself I think it gets confused with, like, that that cycle that you're talking about, which is unhealthy. It's a, it's not a good dynamic or relationship to have with yourself, right? I think a lot of people misconstrue it and see it as them being wild, adventurous, or someone who takes risks, but it's not like done strategically it's not done like healthy it's not done um like i don't know just safe sane and we're not we're not here to criticize i know in my heart that and i'm speaking from my own personal experience that it takes time sometimes it takes time and sometimes I mean, you get caught up in the cycle of things and you're so deep into it that you recognize you're like, fuck, I am creating these environments for myself. Yeah, I'm putting I'm myself, what am I getting from this? Like, I feel horrible inside. I don't, I feel used. I feel empty. I feel like my ultimate need is not being fulfilled. I see. It, stem, it can stem from multiple different things. It may not even be sexually related. Yeah, like, I can easily picture someone or even me being like, well, I, that scenario or what I'm getting is is enough because I can't or I don't deserve anything better. Or there isn't anything better, you know? Do you believe that there's someone out there for everyone? What? I can't answer that. I think there is. I think this world is so fucking huge. There's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you're going to find someone that's going to meet. Just one person? Oh, well, I mean. Oh. That's the thing. I'm, just, I'm not saying just one person. I'm saying there has to be at least one that person. The yeah. Then, yes. Yes. Yeah. I do think that. Where you take it from there, that's on you. You may just want one person. You may not want more than one person. Yeah. You may just yeah. need... Your your princess or your or your or your king or your or your uh, or your beast <laughs> your mistress your your, 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 daddy. your daddy your mommy your 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 pet or your master your owner, owner. there's so your, many your Barbie your housewife whatever <laughs> your yeah. sub your sub what else we got there your slave um your soulmate <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. your uh, twin flame. Your twin flame. <laughs> your pee in the pot. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Someone, I'm sure. I'm sure there has to be someone for everyone. And and it and, and again, our our kinks may not be your kinks, but I'm pretty sure that there are people out there that have kinks that we're gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. All my respect to you, but I am not doing I could that. Never. I could never do that. <laughs> and I'm sure there's people who would say the same thing about what we do or what. We're no doing. way. There is. No... <laughs> You're such a liar. 
Everything. Everything we do is PG. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just thinking about You're like, it. like, no, you just ran it through your... Through yeah, your... I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I think I kind of just wanted to touch up on... If you're interested in spicing things up, it should always start with yourself before you involve um, or have that discussion with your partner or, like, third parties is being able to, like, be real with yourself first and foremost and, like, have fun. Like, there's different toys, like, um, like we've mentioned, that you could pick and choose from and explore on your own and then like that could lead to a discussion with your partner and well different things that can make things fun um for you and both like all I guess of you um but yeah I think the main thing I wanted to say was that that you you need to know yourself better than anyone else could because your partner even if like over time they get to know you like the only person that should know you better than anyone is yourself ultimately yeah you want to know what your limits are Mm -hmm. you want to know what you're able to handle and sometimes your own creativity can take you there your own toys can take you there i i think that uh well that is one of the reasons why like in our toy box when it comes to the floggers and belts and paddles and stuff like that when nobody's around, I've tried those toys on myself just for the sake of like, okay, how much pain does this toy bring? How much does how how much does this paddle hurt? What's the difference between this paddle and the stick? They both look similar similarly the same, but how do they impact you differently in different parts of your body? And so um, this may apply to some of these, you know, so, some relationships, and I and I know that we have a a handful of followers on our uh, Twitter feed that are long distance relationships, and I know that some of them engage in scenes that are like either video chat, video chat, or over, over the phone, the phone. Oh. and those can be those can be pretty intense. One and two. You know, they also do require um, aftercare. And it's much harder to engage in those type of aftercare scenarios if you're that long of a distance, you know. You have to find, figure out ways to get creative in that sense. You can explore those things. and, and, And since you have the ability, one of the biggest advantages that you have in a long distance relationship or it should be one of the, the biggest advantages that you have is that you have the ability to just talk about everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not like you can impulsively effort goes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like you can impulsively say, fuck it, that's me. And you'll end up in the bedroom the next day. <laughs> you can't yeah. really impulsively say that. So that therefore you have to if it's something that you're mutually interested in, then then engage in conversations that are normally a lot more difficult to have in person. That should be a key to say, hey, if this person is willing to, like, wanting to get to know me at this distance, then let them know me for who I am. Or 
you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not interested. Yeah. You're not going to want someone that doesn't know you for the things that you want or is a, or is not capable of fulfilling your desires or you theirs. Like you want to be able to be compatible and being compatible doesn't necessarily mean that you're both, that you both like to like to enjoy the same music that you both enjoy the same things. You can be polar opposites <laughs> in your opposites taste in music and your taste in things that you want to do and still be very compatible with each other. Because your cores or your fundamentals are both along the same lines of what you believe in, I guess. Um, yeah. There's, there's different things. Yeah, you may have even... And what it, what it brings is, is because you both have different kinks now. You can combine them and explore curiosities while exploring each other's kinks <laughs> and limitations. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. Like, with the right person, there's a lot of ways you can get creative with them. Some of you just like to push buttons. Some of you just like to see how much you can get away with. Some of you <laughs> like to taste your... Ta Some of you love to test your doms or your subs to see how much you get away with. But you also got to keep in mind where you need to stand in assessing that these things were okay. You can't just assume that what you did was okay because you got a positive reaction in that moment where in something that you did that they weren't normally okay with. You know, these are things that need to be discussed openly. Yeah. And I believe that they also need to be discussed Outside of the bedroom. Well, it's a good way to kind of gauge where you're at. Because if you can have a discussion, like an adult sit-down discussion with someone about these things, and there's no pushback or, like, a certain level of shyness, yes, I understand. But if there's, like, a complete stop or inability to want to discuss these things outside of the bedroom... They're not going to work out in the bedroom. It's harder to make it. It is. And then the other thing is engaging while under the influence of I anything. I blame porn. <laughs> Sorry. Why do you blame porn? I blame porn because it sets up these like false fantasies that people think are realistic of how to meet women or how shit happens in the bedroom. But they don't see any of the background stuff, the work, the effort that it takes. Like... The camera angles are completely different from real sex positions, you know? Like, yeah, the, uh, the, it's the, so false. The sexual enhancement pills that they have to take. Yeah. Some of them. There's fluffers. Like, come on. There is a lot of. And <laughs> obviously, fluffers meaning there's someone giving blowjobs to make there's, sure that they remain there's hard. Girls oh. that get paid. There are, there are people who, who take on the title. Of a fluffer, which is someone who engages in just making sure that they keep the guys hard off That's camera. That's interesting. Who came up with the word? <laughs> they fluff them up, you know? They prep them. They're called fluffers. A fluffer, <laughs> I think about like a plushie or like Look soft. at Mittens looking into applying for, for fluffer. <laughs> yeah, it's like a way to kind of... Sometimes you, you get forced to be in that position because you're not recognized enough to be on camera and then there's people who just want to do that because they're know, too, the whole, too shy to be forced, on like, camera what? no like it's like you know like how do you 
transition from being like on some people on just camera. enjoy that they don't want to be right. on camera that's what i'm saying like you it could be multiple reasons why they fall into it but that like, that's a completely different topic because i know that there's <laughs> a lot of toxicity in the adult industry yes of course horrible toxicity yeah there's a lot but of abuse yeah. and... do not base do not base your approach to kink to something that you saw <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's a you're you're setting yourself up for failure. Like. I love porn. Porn is great, you know. But yeah. at the same time, I think that's why I love the amateur shit, the yeah. homemade shit. Because yeah, because you know it's like authentic. And yeah, real. it's keeping it real. Like if you ever if you ever want to be disappointed in porn, watch some of these videos that I, I've seen some online where <laughs> where the cameraman is eating a sandwich in the background. No joke. He's like. He's just enjoying the meal while holding the camera. Yeah, because he's there, like having to record whatever's in front. <laughs> and those face shot that that face shots that you see, yeah. it's literally the cameraman on the girl's face. It's not the guy looking at her; it's the cameraman while the guy is like behind her playing with. And you know. yeah, like tell me how that's gonna translate to actually working out, like in real life. It doesn't. It they just want to create a visual scenario that engages you. That the you viewer get a thrill of. Yeah. that you get a thrill of that you want to see yeah you know when you when you're you've seen those have you seen those those virtual blowjobs where oh the povs the point the of VR, views yeah or the vr ones yeah where, where a girl's yeah. giving you a blowjob and you look down and you see her giving you a blowjob right that's what, oh, yeah that's where the angle's yeah. supposed to be like it's. I mean, what else is it? She's giving a blowjob to someone holding a camera. You know, you There's have to. Angle. Yeah. Or or maybe there's, but you 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 think it's just an, an intimate environment? No, there's lighting. There's setting. It's an open scene. It's people running around. It's in the it's, background. In the background. It's yeah. you have to be prepared for those type of things. And and I mean, honestly, all my love, you know, all all my love to to porn stars because sex workers, sex workers out there. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's that's you know, hard. That's it hard is. Work. It is. Most people don't give them enough credit, but yet the same people that or are criticizing like, and oh, don't give them enough credit are the ones choking their chicken to it. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They're the ones that are also. Yep, you've seen it. Porn. You've seen it in politics. You've seen it in 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 any aspect <laughs> of life. The yeah. same people that are judging are the same. Yeah, I'm not get into. I'm not gonna get into that right <laughs> now. That's a completely different topic there. But going back to this topic, making sure. That um, you have a different level of communication in which you are able to openly discuss your curiosities and kinks mm -hmm. and then come to an agreement for the things that you both want to mutually Experience. Ex explore. Right. So let me ask, let me say this. Yeah. You know, you and I engage in a conversation and I say, hey, I'm interested in playing with so-and-so, you know, someone that we may know or something like that. Right. And you weren't prepared for that. And in that moment of us having that adult conversation, uh -huh. you snap. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want this why person. Why are you into them? Why you into... Like, why do you want to have, so... do you want to cheat on me? Yeah, that's not what's happening. If I'm opening up to you. And wanting to share these things, let's let's come to some sort of like term of like why these things are curious and Can final. You imagine me being that defensive. 
they, there's people Sorry. out there that, I but <laughs> again, there's also people out there that have been cheated and lied. It comes from, a, yeah, from a, a yeah. place of experience, a bad experience. Yeah, it, it, a lot of it does come a place from, and some of it just comes from like, I have no desire in sharing any aspects of my intimacy with absolutely anybody. But I guess in that too, like your hard limits or soft limits may be different from your partner's. So I guess in that like level of communication, it's that's where okay you figure to it acknowledge out. that. Like, what I'm you're not okay with in, this. Yeah, you may not be. That's into. why it's important to have that conversation to know where you have similarities and where you have differences. Do you know what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If you have enough conversations at that level. There's only two things that are going to happen. You're going to recognize how much more compatible you are than you didn't realize. Yeah. And it's going to bring you closer and it's going to strengthen your relationship. Or. Or you're <laughs> going to find out. How incompatible you are. How incompatible you are. And sometimes you've got to outweigh the pros and cons of that and be like, no, like this was a deal breaker for me. I yeah, realize. you're going to find, you, you can potentially find ultimate deal breakers Yeah, that is just going to be like, absolutely, I wish I had known this about this person from the get-go. Now, keep in mind that it does take all parties involved. It takes two. It takes, you know, to sit down and have these conversations because if you're not having these conversations mm-hmm. and you're just passively living your life of Passively, aggressively, sh- trying to hoping that the other person figures you out. Yeah, you're not like giving them any sort of. Well, I got ready for him, and he doesn't know that I'm doing this for him, but he should know. Or, I, you know, I did this for her. I, I, I feel like I want this in return. Like there, sh- there shouldn't be any level of expectation for each other unless it's a it's a discussed matter. Yeah, I saw a TikTok earlier today about someone who was like oh, why shouldn't I live off of expectations from people? Like, if if I expect to be treated a certain way, like, I should expect to be treated the same from others. So, I, it's just a matter of balancing But think it. about it. Like, okay, so I treat everybody with respect. I don't expect people to treat me with the same level of respect that I treat them. But at the same time, I won't allow it. There's a difference there. Hmm. If I walked into a store and I Why see, wouldn't you expect them to treat you with the same level of because, respect? Because if I expect it, then I'm going to be disappointed when they don't. If I'm walking into mm-hmm. a store and there's a lady right behind me and I open a door for her, I have to know beforehand. I'm going to open this door for this lady knowing that she might not even turn around and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to do that? If I say yes, then I'm going to go ahead and open the door for her because I'm not going to expect any, anything in return. Okay. Right? Right. Right. Like, I open a door and she doesn't say anything. I don't walk out like, fuck this. You know, she didn't fucking say anything. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in that heat of the moment, you rationalize different. But that's not the reason why I open a door. I opened the door because I wanted to be from the kindness of my heart without expecting anything in return. Yeah. Okay, but what about when you're trying to get to know someone? Maybe right. So, that... give me a scenario. Like... Is it wrong of me to expect if I'm getting to know someone that they can have a civil conversation? Yeah, because you're expecting something and you're going to be disappointed if they don't. It's more like you you hope for the best and if it doesn't pan out that way, just walk away. Hmm. Right? 
Yeah, no, no, I agree. I just, like, I'm trying to figure out, because I feel like there has to be an, a balance of not necessarily, I, I wouldn't call it expecting either. It's just right. common courtesy. Common courtesy. Or like knowing, like, okay, if this person wants to be in my life, I will not tolerate this type of behavior or or this response from them. But I also but common, don't want to live off of expectations. Right, but look, yeah. common courtesy requires common sense. Mm. And mm. the problem is that... Most people don't have common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, most people do not. I'm not, I'm not going to say most people. A lot of people do not have common sense. <laughs> or they just like... And they don't respect anybody else because if you're like, well, I don't I care mean, for respecting anybody yeah. else. They mean nothing to me. Yeah. Like, that's the mentality that they uh, carry themselves with. Or even just like... If we were taught emotional intelligence from a younger age, I think the world would be better off. Yeah, being able to take a hit, being able to know that you you really hope that people are nice, and if they're not, then that's their loss because they're missing out on you. That's yeah. how I see the life. I'm just like, you know what? You're gonna miss out on me. I don't need this. I don't need you to. You know, sometimes when I go on social media and I hear like harsh comments of people just making it directly towards whatever I responded to, and I know that what they're trying to do is push buttons. I'm like, hey, have a nice day. <laughs> and I just deflect that and I'm not interested in pursuing it. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're like, oh, can we engage, can we now engage in a civil conversation? It's like, no, you already broken the rules yeah. of being disrespectful. Yeah, by being disrespectful. Yeah. But again, it all really does boil down to communication and being able to share <laughs> what your kinks are. And it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, no. And yeah. I can tell you right now, you're not going to sit down with someone and... you got to get familiar with being uncomfortable. Right. And then the <laughs> other thing is, don't expect... This is, comes down to expect expecting again. Oh. I, I, I never expected you to share all your kinks on one sit down. Your kinks have opened up. You've shared things with me. Yeah. Both of you have shared things with me. That you would have never shared with anybody else. But it didn't happen overnight. Right. We've opened up to each, each other. Gradually. And yeah. share things. That we felt we would probably take to the grave. Gradually. Like I never would have considered. Or thought you'd be the one to be curious about cock cages. Let's not talk about that. Okay? Oh sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And here we are though. <laughs> but. but <laughs> Again, it's it's one of those things where uh, if you don't, you're not having these conversations, how are you going to grow? Yeah. And and be open-minded. Be, be able to listen and say, okay, well, that kind of, what she just asked for, I don't think I will ever be comfortable with. But I'm willing to explore curiosities Try from something. this approach. Yeah. How about I shoot back with this? And you are going to be very surprised how compatible or how incompatible. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, about... Sometimes I feel like it's harsh for people to be like, I don't want to know how incompatible we are because I've already put this amount of time or this level of effort. Like, if if I find out now how incompatible... Like, some people don't want to know that. Oh. Some people don't want to know how much, like... 
they don't have in common with their significant other because of already the time that's been invested. But is it really time invested or time wasted? Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like... You're, you're watering dead roots? Yeah. How is that going to go? It's like, well, it's going to flourish because I've put the time in. But it's like, has it been quality time? Has it been genuine time? Authentic effort? You know? Like... Man, this lockdown is going to, it's pretty much, as I'm pretty sure a lot of couples have taken a lot of surprises when you're stuck in a house with someone that you are completely incompatible with. Yeah, and somehow you've only made it work because of how little you see each other. And Oh, man. Yes. I saw that. Spice up your life. Divorces went up, so. Divorces went up. Spice up your life. You know, you don't, you can go to a porn shop together, explore those things, sit down over coffee, enjoy those things. Have personal kinks with each other. Mm-hmm. Lock his dick up on a cage. <laughs> You're not doing that to me, but <laughs> you know, put kegels in her pussy. Give her a butt plug. Belt. You didn't even talk about chastity belts. Chastity belts. Those <laughs> oh, are cool. Yeah. A female version of I've a been, cage. I've been curious about chastity belts. Yeah, they are pretty badass. So we're gonna have to look into that. Oh no. <laughs> Once again, thank you. Thank you. We were late on this episode. It's just spinning out on Sunday, but uh, we want to say thank you for being an avid listener. Yeah. And we also lovingly ask you if you know anyone that uh, you're interested in them exploring the lifestyle and you feel that we may be a good resource for them to like either completely... Uh, walk away and say fuck that I'm not interested or hit us up (laughs) (laughs) our twitter page is ddlg underscore lifestyle our website is ddlg lifestyle dot com and uh, you can find us on any tiktok (laughs) yeah Yeah. I've been trying to post more on there, that's why. Oh, okay, okay. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> it's the same. It's DDLG Lifestyle. DDLG Lifestyle. Um, but check us out. Uh, we post, we pretty much do a podcast every week. Uh, we aim for every Saturday. We aim for every Saturday, but <laughs> that <one>. might change. <laughs> we'll see. We thank you again for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>